0: Grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today comes from Luke chapter 17. And Jesus said to his disciples, Temptations to sin are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if he had a millstone tied around his neck and he were cast into the sea, that he should cause one of these little ones to sin. Pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. Dear friends in Christ, this is the text. I was at a meeting with a few pastors one time when the discussion turned toward one of the convention overtures that was upcoming in the convention that proposed an increase to the regional pastor's salaries. That's the people we used to call the district presidents. And initially, the conversation started as a logical debate between two pastors who had strong feelings about the issue. Of course, one pastor thought that the regional pastors deserved an increase where the other did not. I say it started cordial and logical, but after a few minutes, it deteriorated into an argument. And then shouting and pointing to the point where other pastors in the room were watching from the sidelines and began to feel uncomfortable with the direction that it was going. There were a few attempts to bring the conversation back to a civilized intensity. However, these fell on deaf ears as these two pastors traded verbal blows. But abruptly, one stopped and said, Blank, I am sorry. I let my emotions get the best of me. I spoke out of turn and not as I should have. Forgive me. You could have heard a pin drop as all heads turned to the other pastor who said, nope, we will talk about this later. (laughs) If a greater silence was possible, we were in it. No, I said, that's not how we operate. We forgive. Yep, that's your pastor, super pastor, (laughs) forgiver extraordinaire. Calling out sin where he sees it because that's what he's called to do. Called perhaps, but an abysmal failure at forgiving others. But in this case, it was easy to call out my brothers because I had no skin in the game. I had no dog in the fight because it wasn't my fight. But I have been in fights before, and let me tell you, I'm not so quick to call out my own sin when my relationships break, when my temper flares, when my love for my neighbor is not love, but looking down on my fellow man thinking, at least I'm not like that. At least I don't act like that, or think like that, or talk like that. Jesus says, temptations are sure to come, but woe to the one through whom they come. And through whom have they come? Me. I have not always modeled God's law as I should have for my children, for my wife, for you my congregation, for my military units. I have blown off my sin in front of someone saying, "Ah, that's nothing." Told my children that a few kilometers over the speed limit is no big deal. Used the Lord's name in vain in front of them and shrugged in indifference. Placed things of no consequence in front of attending church. Lost my temper for no good reason. Passed on to them my preferences, prejudices and predilections for sin. It is why Jesus warns, pay attention to yourselves. Though we may think we float above the rest in our ability to forgive, that we belong to the forgiver extraordinaire club. Actually, we belong to the millstone swimming club. Because in truth, the lake of seawater leads straight down into a lake of fire. The problem is that my greatest failure is not that I have failed to teach the law as I should, rebuke as I should, correct as I should, train those in my care as I should. The problem is that I have not forgiven as I should. Jesus says, pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. Not just once. But every time we are sinned against. We pray Sunday after Sunday, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Look at the apostles in the lesson for today. As soon as this is put in front of them that they must forgive, what do they realize? They realize, as I have realized, that I am not capable of forgiveness as the Lord would have me forgive. If it were me, pinned to that cross, watching soldiers cast lots for my clothing, my words would carry malice, not mercy, poison, not pity. And so the disciples asked their Lord, increase our faith. Because, dear friends, forgiveness is not a part of natural man. Forgiveness is supernatural. A part of faith that God has given to us in his Son. The act of forgiveness must be a constant in the Christian community, a constant in the church, a constant in the divine service, a constant in our relationships and how we relate to the world because absolution, forgiveness in Christ, is how creation, how we are released from the bondage of sin and death and brought into Christ's resurrection. The remarkable thing about faith that God has given us in His Son is not that we can move mountains or mulberry trees, but that we can forgive those who sin against us. And how can that be? Because we are forgiven. Our Lord Jesus Christ hung on the cross as soldiers cast lots for his clothing, and he hung there over those sinners saying, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And the rulers scoffed, and criminals railed at him on the cross, and he's saying, Save yourself. But Jesus didn't come into the world to save himself. But to save us, we sinners who diminish, ignore, and break God's law. We sinners who deserve no forgiveness and who are stingy with our own forgiveness for others are forgiven by a God who took on flesh and died on the cross so that we might have forgiveness of sins unto life everlasting. Consider what you have been forgiven All your meanness, your meagerness, your malice, and your malevolence, forgiven in the death of Christ. One man for all men, one sinless man for every sinner and every sin. You see, dear friends, God does not drown us with a millstone unto eternal death, but has drowned us in the waters of our baptism, has drowned us in the blood of Christ, and giving us a promise that in the death of Christ, We have full forgiveness of sins unto life everlasting. Our Savior has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through his death and the forgiveness of sins. In the 14th century, Robert the Bruce of Scotland was leading his men into battle to gain independence from England. And near the end of the conflict, the English wanted to capture Robert the Bruce to keep him from the Scottish crown. So they put bloodhounds on his trail. And when those bloodhounds got close, the Bruce could hear their baying. And his attendant said to him, we are done for. They are on your trail. They will reveal your hiding place. The Bruce replied, it's all right. Then he headed for a stream that flowed into the forest. He plunged in and waded upstream a distance. And when he came out on the other bank, he was in the depths of the forest. Within minutes, the hounds tracing Robert's steps came to the bank, but they went no farther. The English soldiers earned them on, but the trail was broken. The stream had carried the scent away. And a short time later, the crown of Scotland rested on Robert the Bruce's head. The guilt of our sin, prodded by Satan, can be like those baying dogs, hounding us. But a stream flows, red with the blood of God's own Son. In the waters of baptism, baptized into Christ's death, you are forgiven. Sin cannot hound you. The trail is broken by the precious blood of Christ. And now there is laid up for you a crown of righteousness, which the Lord will award you on the last day, the day he comes to take you home. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com Call us at 780-430-7382 or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com Better yet, stop in for a visit until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.